0: Hi, I'm Rochelle Gregg. Over the past 20 years, I've struggled with the symptoms of seasonal affective disorder, but now I think it's time for a change. Join me in my journey of discovery as I find ways to manage the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual symptoms of depression. You know, we all need someone who understands what we're going through. So I'm here reaching out to you, and I hope you'll follow along as I learn about the causes, the symptoms, And the treatments available for SAD. Get ready to learn something new and maybe even see yourself in a whole new light. Hello, welcome to another episode. And this week I want to talk to you about sleep. We all need sleep, sleep is important for us to stay healthy. But unfortunately, when you suffer from sad, if you're like me with the winter sad, you sleep a lot. In fact, you sleep too much to the point where your life can be non-productive. For example, today I got up at eight, went to the bathroom. I checked my phone. I laid back down beside my husband, was playing on my phone. And the next thing I knew, he's waking me up and he's telling me it's three o'clock in the afternoon. I just snuggled down into the bed. I turned on my heated mattress pad so the bed was nice and warm. And I closed my eyes, and approximately seven hours later, I woke up. And that is usual for me in the wintertime. Summertime, as soon as it's daylight, my eyes are open, I'm out there, I want to be outside. But in the winter, I can hibernate for hours and hours every day. So what causes this? What makes us want to sleep away our lives in the wintertime? A lot of people who suffer from SAD have the same symptoms as me. Winter SAD specifically, you're sad, you're irritable, sometimes you cry a lot, you've got fatigue, you can't concentrate, you withdraw from social interactions, you don't want to be with your friends, crave sugars and carbohydrates, you gain weight, you go to sleep, and you end up sleeping more than normal. A lot of this has to do with the day length and serotonin. The days become shorter in the fall, your eyes get less light, therefore your brain produces less serotonin, and you end up becoming depressed. At the same time, your melatonin levels are dropping. Your eyes absorb sunlight, the sunlight stimulates your penile gland in your brain, so the penile gland is responsible for creating melatonin, which makes you feel tired. And there's a tiny part of the brain in the hypothalamus that tells the penile gland when and how much melatonin to make. It does this based on the amount of Light it receives through your eyes. So, natural sunlight is your alarm clock that relays information about whether it's day or night. Unfortunately, we spend 90% of our time indoors, especially in the wintertime. So, we have trouble telling when the actual days and nights are. It's been shown that people with seasonal affective disorder can produce excessive amounts of melatonin and then they end up feeling tired and sluggish. And of course, they end up spending more time in bed, like me. So another downside to spending too much time indoors is that your skin does not get sun exposure. Your skin needs to be exposed to the sun so that it can produce vitamin D. And we've all heard that vitamin D is the sunshine vitamin, but it's also a hormone in your body. It has a lot of different functions, but one of it is in its involvement in serotonin activity. Now to get vitamin D, you only need about 5 to 30 minutes of sun exposure to your face and arms without sunscreen twice a week. And that'll allow your body to produce enough vitamin D. Believe it or not, most people don't get that much exposure. Something like 70% of the population is actually deficient in vitamin D. And a lot of doctors are now recommending that people take vitamin D supplements throughout the winter months from November to March. They've also discovered that people who have SAD produce less vitamin D, even when they have enough sun exposure. That further aggravates the seasonal affective disorder and causes even lower levels of serotonin, which leads to more depression. So the winter brings less light, and that means we have increased melatonin and decreased serotonin. And that totally screws up our 24-hour sleep-wake cycle, or our circadian rhythm. Researchers have actually discovered that people with seasonal affective disorder have circadian rhythms that are delayed by up to 70 minutes compared to people who don't have SAD. So we're more likely to have trouble waking up and going to sleep at night than people who don't have SAD. There's another study that said that people with seasonal affective disorder actually generate a biological signal for change of season that's similar to animals and how they regulate their seasonal changes in their behavior. It ends up being that people with SAD have signals in their brain that stimulate hibernation patterns, and we sleep more than people who don't have SAD. But just because we're sleeping doesn't mean we're getting good sleep. A lot of people with SAD actually have the opposite experience, where they can't sleep at night. Their bodies are mixed up, and they don't know when to sleep and when not to sleep. So one study compared sleep and mood in people living in two areas of the world where there's extreme variations of sunlight. In Ghana where the sunlight remains constant there's hardly any difference between sleep and mood through this winter months but in Norway where there is a lack of daylight for several months people imported insomnia and depression there's more research being done to look at the connection between mood and sleep many people suffering from depression report insomnia and scientists have discovered that the part of the brain that regulates sleep is also tied to your mood One of the studies that they found was that the majority of those with mood disorders also have circadian rhythm disturbances. So their sleep and wake cycles are mixed up. Another factor that could play a role in winter insomnia is the amount of time you spend indoors and in front of electronics. And I'm so guilty of this. Sitting in front of your phones, computers, televisions, they all emit primarily blue light. In our blue lit 21st century world, we're being bombarded with round the clock blue light. Some blue light is beneficial, but too much of it can negatively impact our health. Research has shown that blue light directly inhibits our body's melatonin flow, which makes it difficult to fall asleep, and then we can't regulate the quality of sleep that we get. Something else that affects our sleep is daylight savings times. A lot of studies have found that daylight saving times are associated with sleep disturbances, fatal car accidents, heart attacks, strokes, and all that kind of stuff the day after the spring time change. They believe that it's primarily related to psychological distress with the sudden advancement of sunset from 6 p.m. to 5 p.m. And that marks the coming of winter. So they're setting the clocks ahead, which is making your sunset eat earlier, which is causing your body to think that winter's coming when in reality spring is coming. So it totally screws up our bodies, which is another reason why we really don't need daylight savings times because it's not beneficial to our bodies. One of the best things that you can do for SAD and one of the most promising and effective treatments for SAD is light therapy. You want a full spectrum light that's similar to sunlight and you use them for 20 to 60 minutes in the morning from early fall until spring and they'll lower your melatonin and boost serotonin. I talked about this in my last episode and if you haven't listened to it, you should definitely go and find out what light therapy is all about. So it really doesn't matter if you have the winter blues or SAD or... Or not. In the wintertime, you really need to get the right amount of sleep and quality sleep. If you're feeling tired or lethargic, you're probably not getting enough sleep, or at least you're not getting the restorative sleep that you need. One of the things that you can do is use a light therapy box. That, of course, is going to help you wake up in the morning. It's going to improve your sleep. You can use dawn simulators or wake up lights. That's a great way to get your circadian rhythm under control. You've programmed them to slowly get brighter and brighter and brighter at a certain time of the day when sunrise normally would be. In the wintertime, time. might not get light out until 7.30 in the morning, but you can set your dawn simulating light to 6.30 and within the 10 minute period, you'll have a daylight situation in your bedroom, which will reset your circadian rhythm. Of course, you can just get outside. Spending time outside in the sun every day is a great way to boost your mood, get your vitamin D, and that'll help battle depression. And of course, it will help regulate your circadian rhythm. Exercise is amazing benefits for sleep. It can trigger endorphins and other chemicals that make you feel good. Plus, it can make you sleep better. Make sure that you work out earlier in the day because you don't want to be pumped with endorphins right before you go to bed. And if you exercise outside in the natural light, then you get bonus points because you're doing two things at the same time. A lot of people will use yoga or meditation or prayer, ways to calm the body and the mind. In the morning, they can help you feel focused and more energized. And in the evening, they can clear your mind of all the worries that you've had during the day. So you can focus on sleeping. And of course, as I talked about last time, routine. One of the most underestimated ways to improve sleep is by sticking to a regular schedule. Go to bed and wake up at the same time. And over time, Keeping this routine will allow you to feel more awake in the morning and help you sleep better at night. So it doesn't matter if you suffer from SAD or if you just suffer from the winter blahs. It might be tempting to pack up and move south where you won't have to deal with this anymore, but it's not always easy for people to do that. Seasonal affective disorder can impact every area of your life, including your sleep. I plan to dedicate a few of my upcoming episodes to different methods and techniques and coping strategies you can use to help you with seasonal affective disorder or depression, or to just help you get rid of your winter blaws. Some of the things we're going to discuss, we're going to talk about the link between food and mood with some nutrition information. We're going to look at some spirituality and meditation techniques I want to look at some emotional freedom techniques, such as tapping, also the link between the brain and the gut, because there's got to be ways that you can control serotonin, which is located both in your brain and in your gut. And of course, we want to look at nature. I am a huge gardener. I'm a horticulturalist by trade and a landscape designer, and nature has always been my big stress reliever. And so I've got special guests to talk about the benefits of being out in nature. And then of course, I've also got people who are ready to talk about grounding, as we mentioned in our episode about dealing with the holidays, there's maybe some breath work and some things about sound therapy. And there's going to be lots more in the works in the upcoming months. So don't forget to listen. Make sure you follow me and you can get notifications of when I have new episodes, which are every Wednesday. Don't forget, I'm always here for you. Ask me any questions you would like. If there's topics you want to hear about, let me know. Or if there's something that you think you could help me with or you want, you think I should be interviewing you, contact me for that as well. So once again, I'm Michelle Gregg. This is your sad self. And just remember, you don't have to be sad by yourself. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. And don't forget to subscribe catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Rochelle Gregg or on Facebook at Rochelle Gregg. Thanks again, and I hope to see you next time.